Well, welcome everyone to Loot Town Square number 20. Um, thanks for joining us. Loot Town Square is just a place for builders, players, creators um, in the Lootverse to come together and share what they're working on, get feedback, and uh, hype people up, and just generally nerd out on, on all things loot. Um, today we've got a short one maybe you never know um with uh the agenda today will be um we're going to talk about the open quill project uh the helms project a gold has an update and um and then hopefully super dylan and super cool can join us near the end um and then some more sort of loot DAO, loot discord um kind of uh like kind of housekeeping um things um uh i think you know at the end we'll if we have time we're going to ask um kind of open it up to questions or, or requests or things um that people maybe want to see more of um whether it's more tweets some sort of uh, change in the discord structure or in how these calls are presented or shared, um, anything like that. So just keep that in mind for the end of the call. And then, um, also we might have time to go through the quest board and, um, and, and take a look at, um, open roles and see, you know, um, if, if, uh, project leads who are on this call, um, have any any open roles or things we can go and add into um, into that quest board. Um, I think that's it. Um, oh, I didn't introduce myself. I'm Andrew. Uh, my co-host Tim Shell. Good morning, Tim Shell. Um, we'll be kind of guiding the conversation, but um, but really, this is about like you know these project leads coming on and, and sharing their work and and getting us all hyped and excited. So with that, um, let's talk about OpenQuill. I don't know, there isn't really a project lead now that I think about it for OpenQuill, but we do have a steering committee. And um, there are, there's a few few of us on this call. Um, you know, Tim Shell's on that. I see, uh, I see Cam is here, Conway. Um, so I don't know if, if, if one of you want to jump in maybe, and, um, you know, maybe we can sure, do an update. Do. Uh, I can do. Yeah. I wanted to actually start with some comments too. This week was kind of funny. I got tagged in a couple Twitter posts of, uh, sort of the when moon, when will devs do something kind of vibe around loot, which is always funny to me. Uh, you know, they're like, why, why has nothing been done in loot lately? You know, where's the dev team? Uh, you know, I invested five figures into this, and where is it gone? What's what's everyone doing with that? And it always uh, usually just, like, amuses me a bit. For some reason, it annoyed me a little bit more this week because uh, some of those tweets were also like, how come nothing's happening? You know, loot hasn't moved a bit since week one. Uh, and so I just wanted to call out that for the folks who are in the room here, what we are doing is just magical. Um, obviously, like this doesn't fit the hype cycle craziness of the like weird, wild world of Discord grinds and hype NFT land and even like Twitter land. We don't really do any of that here. 
but for the people who are on this call week by week to week, who, who just joined this community, who've been here for seven months, whatever, what we're doing is really special. Uh, I saw a tweet from Fabians that I put out in general just now that really resonated with me. That was his reaction to one of those conversations this week of the, like, when will devs do something? Uh, and actually, maybe as a side note, if you are fresh to loot, there is no team. Loot is not owned by a company. Loot is not owned by a project team. Loot doesn't have a DAO, really. Uh, Loot is a foundation for decentralized world building, and Loot's a foundation for this explosion of creativity and development on top of it. And so it always just tickles me when someone says, like, when will the devs do something? You know, I invested in this project. Uh, Loot, for, if you don't know, was a free mint, so Loot didn't actually earn anything off of uh, Loot's mint. And Loot, again, has no team, has no... Uh, sort of core crew, no roadmap, but as a group, we're all the loot team, um, and as a group, we're all manifesting the loot roadmap, and as a group, I think we're all pointing towards this North Star of building this foundation, you know, canonical scaffolding, and more for this massively multiplayer collaborative world-building experiment. Uh, to me, that just feels like so magical and lucky that we get to be part of this, and if you're in, you know what's going on. You, know, you can even just skim down the Discord here, and you can see in the Outpost channels and the Coming Soon channels and the Project channels and the Open Quill section, there's just so much diverse activity from games to you know, low-fidelity games to high-fidelity games to venture-backed companies even who are not now launching around loot to um, lore and multimedia and collaborative art of... Uh, Storytelling, I'm just going down the list here, uh, and I'm not going to like name every project. 3D art, music, uh, there's just so much going on, and so it just feels really special to me. It, often people say, we're early. Uh, we are definitely early, uh, but we're also doing something kind of cool in like, the, maybe the like secret, though it's not so secret since loot is open, I was going to say like the secret back room of uh, you know, the, the card shop or something, or the game shop. But Loot's working in the open, uh, but Loot is wide open to anybody. So I guess I'll just say if anybody hears this later or you know, has a friend who's one of those people asking, like, I bought some Loot and nothing has happened, or the team has, <laughs> whatever, not followed through on my hopes and dreams, uh, I'd say invite them in. Loot's an open forum. Uh, and all you have to do is follow the Loot handle, and you can get a ton of Loot updates. Uh, or follow the you know, community leaders of this, of this world, follow the projects that are being built, uh, pop in the Discord every once in a while. There's just so much going on that I know for me personally, I get so much energy every week from these calls and from the builders and the commitment and the excitement and the just diversity of ideas and development that's happening that uh, I just want to say again, I feel lucky to be part of this crazy experiment. Uh, and I'm sure you all on the call would agree. Feel free to chime in if anybody else wants to say hi on there before we dive in. Yeah, someone will be listening to that 10 years from now and they'll be like, ah, Tickshaw was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Loot is funny. Loot uh, is owned by no one, but Loot is owned by everyone. You know, Loot has no roadmap, but this roadmap is what we build. You know, Loot has no team, but it's uh, the team of all of us, and it's the team of this decentralized leadership group and decentralized group of builders who all are coming with different skills and opinions and points of view. Uh, but what's so powerful to me is this idea that we've all coalesced around a similar North Star in this Lootverse sky, in that we're not building the same game, 
we're not building the same characters, we're not building the same stories, many of the stories won't even intertwine with each other, many of the games won't be interoperable necessarily with each other, but it's all part of one universe. It's all part of this uh, loosely connected, uh, but still canonically tied together sci-fantasy universe built off of Dom's original loot contract, which has this gold inside of it in terms of lore and canonical structures and frameworks. Um, and so just what we're doing right now feels pretty special and unlike anything else happening in the space. Uh, so with that, I want to talk about Open Quill. Open Quill is a new program that I have had in my heart since like October of last year. Uh, if anyone was following along with the launch of the Genesis Project, we had always said that like one of the goals or like the culminating parts of the Genesis Project vision was to you know go deep, uh, reform and summon these original characters, the first Genesis adventures of the Lootverse, uh, build a community of people excited about kind of diving into the canonical scaffolding, but ultimately to come up and out of that with rich and community-crafted on-chain characters who each suggest some sort of story, whether it's an origin story, a big story, a small story, a character story, a family story, a story of a war, like whatever these stories are. Um, and back at, back then, we called it the Genesis Scrolls, that we'd hope that these stories, or that these characters help us discover these, you know, quote, Genesis Scrolls as almost just like a catch-all metaphor for the early stories of the Lootverse, or like the canonical foundational stories of the Lootverse. Um, and it sat in the back of our minds for a while, uh, while the Lootverse simmered. And the Lootverse now is ready for us as a community to essentially write those stories. So I, with Andrew and Cam and Loot Hero uh, and Banners and J Numbers uh, and then a bunch of like you know, advisors and supporters from the community, uh, Raul Luna and Conway and you know, so many others, sorry if I'm forgetting your name here, have just launched the Open Quill Foundation. Uh, if you were on the last call, you heard about this. That was like just as we were launching it. It's openquill.foundation. I guess I'll share a screen here too. Uh, openquill.foundation is this broad idea that we can build a, a foundation, a no-strings-attached grants program to help manifest sci-fantasy content into the world and help launch writers into this broad journey of decentralized storytelling, decentralized world-building, direct-to-community, direct-to-fan, collaborative storytelling, collaborative world-building. And the key is that the goal is no-strings-attached grants. Uh, we're starting with this loot-specific concept of the Genesis Scrolls. So the Open Quill Foundation is like the wrapper concept around uh, sci-fantasy, collaborative, world-building, Web3, you know, a Web3 bridge for writers. And then the first project is this Genesis Scrolls project, which is the moniker that we're using for the initiative to publish a real-life physical compendium of short stories that bring the Lootverse to life. Starting in what we're calling the Genesis era, the idea being that this is like the early days of the Lootverse in the meta timeline of Loot, you know, what happened at the beginning. Uh, loot, given the contract and given the way that the, the code was set up, sort of suggests that there once was a timeline. Um, loot suggests that the loot bags we found, we found them in the mist. We found them and minted them from Etherscan and picked them up and inspected them and looked inside them. And what was inside is like this randomly collected assorted group of items. But those items, when you look at the structure and the code behind them, 
suggest that there was once was structure and there once was order and there once was a society or there once were, you know, per the name of loot, adventurers. Uh, there once were adventurers in the past. The way I see loot now is that we are the adventurers of the present who di- discovered these bags of somebody else's loot, and those bags are compelling us to do two things. They're compelling us to build, which we're doing, and we are building every day across all these projects. I mean, building, again, like realms and crypts and loot explorers and hyperloot and the crypt and banners and the rift and the divine Dow and uh, loot exchange and helms and you know, whatever. Fill in the blank. Uh, for people listening in, I'm just kind of skimming down the list here. So A, these bags are compelling us to build and compelling us to become adventurers ourselves. But the other thing that the bags are doing is they're compelling us to look backwards and ask questions like, where did these bags come from? Who are we that you know, we now have these bags? What was the origin story of these bags? Uh, I'm going to skim to a section that has some of these ideas. And so what we are doing with the Genesis Scrolls Open Quill program is to say, let's start to answer some of those questions in a really fun, community-crafted, collaborative way, and let's look backwards and ourselves write that content that that's the building on top of the scaffolding that Dom gave us. Dom gave us this loot contract scaffolding. Uh, we've, I think, teased it apart and made sense of it, and through you know, a ton of archaeology and excavation, we've discovered that there are a ton of core principles to, to loot and how loot works and how uh, the components of a loot bag work. And so as you see on my screen, I'm just sort of skimming through loot foundation that there's just a ton of like canonical principles that we can work off of between the orders, between the way the name prefixes work, between the way the, the levels and the characters and classes and you know, more and more work. There's a ton of structure. So with that canonical scaffolding, we're, again, asking these questions like, where do we come from? Who, who are we? Who are these adventurers? Etc. And what we plan to do here is write, write and curate and publish a community-crafted book, like a short story book, the way that you know, the Hugo Awards, the Nebula Prize or something, publishes like yearly short story collections. Uh, a collection of maybe 20 to 30, maybe more short stories that completely span form factors, from like character studies to a, maybe a diary entry of an early adventure to poems to field guides to fiction, to you know, fictional nonfiction, um, and really anything else that we dream up here. The, the goal is to uh, inspect the foundational stories of loot and start to tease them apart. Obviously, like the loot contract doesn't have narrative stories inside of it, but it has the suggestion, again, that there was much history. And so the goal here is to like shed light on the ancient days of loot, uh, discover this content the construct we're using around this is that like we know that there's a divine city in loot and we have this idea that there's a divine library that contains the infinite stories of loot we're just beginning to discover maybe the genesis section of that library Uh, and in that section we pick up a book in our hands and there's this dusty book full of tons of really interesting stories we don't know exactly what's fact and fiction Uh, we don't know exactly like what we're even reading yet but each of these stories will help just shed light on the nature of the lootverse, the nature of the physics, the characters, some of the history. It'll obviously plant some more clues for us. Um, and again, we intend to publish this as a real book. 
And we intend to publish this as public domain. So I, I think this is a first ever. I mean, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, we're crossing a lot of concepts here. It's a first ever collaborative world building public domain physical book. Like a public domain book built by the community, owned collectively, collectively by the community, created by the community, uh, and then gifted to the internet as a foundation that everybody else can go build on. Make a movie from this. Make games off of this. Take these characters and bring them to life. Run with them, etc. And the way we're setting this up is mostly as just a community-crafted project where the, the, the incentive is uh, participation and the glory of being involved in it. But also, we across the Lootverse have donated pretty significant um, resources to this project because we believe in it. Starting with the Genesis project, we donated 20 ETH and about 10 ETH worth of mana. We have Crips and Caverns that donated uh, a bunch of Crips. We have Hyperloot, who just donated a bunch of Hyperloot. We have Divine Dow, who voted voted to donate ETH and Divine Tokens. Uh, the C. Amazing dude, who says, I believe in this, and... He just donated 10 ETH to this program last week. Uh, Banners has donated NFTs to this program, plus obviously you know, time and everything. Uh, and there's something else I'm not thinking of. Uh, oh, Biblioteca Realms. Uh, I intend to do a proposal to them. I've been saying that for a couple weeks, but maybe this should be my opportunity to just force myself to do it today. Uh, but to do a proposal to Biblioteca Realms to uh, help sort of co-fund this as a community-crafted project. Um, and the last two should be the loot doubt. So far, loot itself has put nothing into this, but loot does have a treasury, um, and loot does have, I don't know what in it right now, I think 200 ETH or something like that. And so loot does have a treasury, and it, it makes a ton of sense to me to use that treasury to help bring the loot verse to life and support writers and support creators and you know, artists who are helping to, to work on this project. Um, so I also intend to do probably a, a loot talk forum post, and then a snapshot, and then an on-chain vote. Um, I've been sort of discouraged just because there's like so many steps to our governance process here, which is why we've never really done anything as a DAO. But this feels like uh, a pretty cool thing for the loot owners to vote on to say, yeah, we have all this, you know, all these resources. What should we use it for? Let's use it to bring the loot verse to life with stories. Um, and maybe that also unlocks a portal into a bunch of other ideas of things that we as a loot community can do with the resources of loot. Uh, there's a steering committee, like Cam mentioned, uh, and this website has a ton of information on it, but steering committee around you know, who's pushing this project forward. We even have like a finance model and a treasury, and there's a, there's a multi-sig. So like this is a, a real and significant project that we're pushing forth. Uh, the multi-sig is genesisscrolls.eth, if anyone wants to check it out. Uh, right now it's got uh, 30 ETH so far in it, but I think soon that'll be about 70 ETH, and then we'll make that proposal to the loot DAO. I'll probably propose like 30 to 50 ETH to the loot DAO or something like that. Um, and then a bunch of NFTs inside of it as well. Uh, and the plan here is to use these resources to give no-strings-attached grants to writers, probably starting within the loot verse but eventually beyond the loot verse, people who don't really know about this world, who maybe know Web3 but don't really know what's going on with loot, or maybe even people who don't know anything about Web3 at all, and this project through loot can be an on-ramp for them 
to the the nature and the joy of collaborative storytelling. Uh, so a path for them to you know, get some no strings attached grant to make public domain content and gift it to the internet. Uh, we are off and running already. So if you go to the website, openquill.foundation, you can dive in and see what's going on. And we have some incredible submissions already. So if you go to, again, to the website and you click on the section that says submit stories, submit writing, or even there's a button that says read submissions, it'll take you to Loot Talk. And there's a bunch of really good stuff that people have already submitted here. I think there's like six stories so far. Super diverse set of stories. Uh, but just really well written and thoughtful and fun and canonically born from the Lutes Foundation. Meaning like canonically born from like the core of loot, not just random stories that happen to use the word divine or a random story that happens to use the idea of a katana. But these stories are so thoughtfully coming up and out of the loot verse itself. Whether it's the uh, the NFTs themselves, whether it's the characters, whether it's, like in this case, this is a, a fire crown of perfection. This is a story about uh, a crown that was discovered in a, a crypt uh, as part of round one of the crypt game. Uh, so this to me is just like such a perfect meta metaphor for what is collaborative world building as we weave this whole thing together. So tons of content if you want to start to check it out. Um, and also in the Discord, if you scroll to the bottom of the Discord now, there's a section we created called Open Quill Program, and it's got some updates, and you can see that like we're going to quickly update when there's new content, plus like people like Fabian are helping to even bring this stuff to life with art already. So like here's three covers of three different stories that have been written, A Fallen Cavern, Master Elox Report, A Fool's Errand, um, and there's a couple more here. Uh, he's also done some with video, which is pretty incredible. There's a How It Works section if you want to get caught up in Discord as opposed to reading through the website. There's a learn section that has this awesome quiz that Loot Hero built. That's just a way to kind of onboard quickly people quickly to the Loot Verse. Like, here's a quiz, and you know, there's no wrong answers, but when you get something wrong, it tells you, you know, here's the right answer, and here's a link to teach you about it. You know, here's a link to teach you about where you can learn about that concept. Uh, so pretty cool here, and we've had some people go through it. Uh, and then there's a writer's room now, and this writer's room has a ton of activity of people just talking about you know, the work they're working on, giving feedback to each other, talking about you know, what is loot and loot foundations and things like that. Uh, and so this, if this is interesting to you, we've got a really active group of people here who are just so excited to help each other bring this thing to life. Um, and then there's a dev channel if anyone else wants to help with some dev stuff around this. You know, the plan here is more about you know, written publishing but surely there's going to be opportunities to bring this to life with multimedia or just you know, maybe a better website than whatever I could put together here. Uh, you know, doing my best to be a designer and more, uh, but obviously this is just like a word vomit website. <laughs> so don't judge my design skills. Uh, we're doing our best here. But yeah, this is, like I said before, open to everybody. Anyone can participate. Anybody can submit. Um, and for the first round just as like a getting our feet wet and getting things started, we're doing a five ETH reward pot for the first round, which is two weeks ago through May 24th. And then round two will be like probably a bigger or a different approach to you know, how we do rewards. Uh, but again, like I said, the goal here is not just financial like rewards or these no strings attached grants. The goal is mostly like the glory and the excitement of 
participating in a project and getting published into this, uh, what I think will be pretty important and exciting book. Um, and because there's no rights reserved, it's not like someone's giving the rights to a project. We're just gifting the rights to the internet, gifting the rights to the public domain. Uh, but we do, like I said, have this you know, starting to be a significant treasury, and the plan is to just use that treasury to shepherd this project forward, to get a book published, um, and to reward writers along the way with these grants that hopefully just maybe unstick some time, give somebody a week of time, a couple weeks of time, a month of time, whatever, to really dive in and, and put their head and their heart into this. Uh, I've talked about this for like 20 minutes. You can tell I'm really excited. I could probably talk more, but I will stop myself. But any reactions, feedback, comments, or questions from the people who are on the call here about this program? Don't forget to plug the Twitter. Yeah, follow the Twitter. Uh, <laughs> In general, I posted the latest tweet. Okay, sweet, yeah. Twitter.com slash openquill. Like most things loot, uh, it is not a marketing machine. There's no <laughs> contests. There's no whitelists. There's no grinds. We're just doing this for the, the love and the joy of it. Uh, but if anybody wants to help with marketing this, obviously, uh, that, that help would be welcome. Uh, cool. Well, thanks for listening in. And thanks for the support along the way. Uh, I do plan to put out a proposal for the loot owners and the loot DAO essentially to support this. Uh, so hopefully folks on the call who have heard this directly see why that's a good idea. Um, and if anybody who's maybe not paying as close attention, who's in the bucket of like, why won't loot do something? This seems like a pretty awesome thing for loot to go do and, and to go amplify to the owners of loot who maybe have been sitting on the sidelines to say, you know, we have been working uh, for free for you for a long time and we will continue to do that. Uh, and this is a really specific um, project that we as a community can go fund, continuing to work for free on it and continuing to you know, push this forward, but with some rewards and uh, some incentives and just a little bit more structure that can hopefully help galvanize the community to uh, to bring this loot burst to life with these stories. This is also really tightly tied to work happening in Divine Dow, and this is really tightly tied to work happening in Biblioteca with the Lootverse Atlas that's uh, launched and live and amazing, and soon uh, we'll have a whole lore section inside of it. So all the content you know, that we talked about today will also live you know, both in the Divine Dow stuff we're working on, uh, as well as the, the Biblioteca itself, uh, you know, the Lootverse Atlas library. So this is it's a project that I think helps bring a ton of other projects to life. The stories touch banners, the stories touch crypts and caverns, the stories touch realms, the stories will touch loot explorers, uh, the stories will touch hyperloot. You know, it's, it's all interconnected and weaved together. But I will call it on that. Thanks for, uh, thanks for the mic on that, Andrew. Um, next, I think we got Hill or Marcel or somebody else for Helms. I saw Hill unmute for a second. If you, or actually, no, Marcel, you're unmuted. Why don't you go for it? Uh, sorry, yeah, my audio disappeared earlier. I don't know why. Can everyone hear me properly? Yep, you sound great. Cool. So, a little background about myself. My name is Marcel. I'm from Cape Town. Architecture and sculpture. I've worked for the film industry as well. And I'm on the design end of loot. 
I mean, for Alms for Newt, as, as some of you guys know, Alms is um, live. And today I'm going to just show you a little bit of behind the scenes in the making of Alms. Um, most of my design happens in Rhino 3D. We've got um, humans for size reference. I start with curves, make surfaces, bend and twist them into shape to create different kinds of um, helms. Here I've got a reference image for like a rage, one of the rage helmets. And hey, it's me, but I don't think you're sharing a screen. Oh, my, my mistake. Apologies for that. Uh, let me quickly uh, share the screen. Share screen. Uh, sh sh yeah, my, my art is words, but your your art is actual art, so let's get some visuals up here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. Can everyone see my screen? Now you look good. Okay, cool. So, yeah, like I was saying, I started Rhino. Yeah, you can see I've got two humans for this scale reference. Start with um, curves, as I mentioned, and uh, create surfaces from these curves. And then I go and uh, use symmetry and bending and extruding. Uh, here's that reference I was talking about. Um, then I'll export from Rhino. I export OBJ into ZBrush, where I can do a bit of sculpting. And here you can see I've got different um, sub-tools. So it's possible to add different materials to the, to the different um, elements of the model, you know. Like I could have um, something that is uh, gold, something that is copper. I can have different elements in each model here. So you can see an example of that. And this is an, a, G, a GLB file that's been exported from Keyshot. So I, I take Rhino to ZBrush, ZBrush to Keyshot, Keyshot export into G, GLB, where I can have that um, imported into Google Model Viewer, which is what we use to uh, have this 3D viewable uh, file, as, as many of you guys know about already. Um, so, so yeah, the, the, that's pretty much what I've got to share today, but uh, something to chat about, I guess, is the, the customizable components, which, which uh, will be, perhaps be able to make the, the owners of these helms be able to customize their own helms, which they can then use in games, VR. And these files, we are able to compress to a very small size for a nice lightweight um, asset, right? We're, we're very much open to ideas and collaborations. And yeah, that's pretty much it for me. So I'm open to questions, suggestions, criticizations, and ideas. Uh, I'll ask a question, Marcel. Um, obviously, like yes. so much energy and love and skill has gone into making those that art. Um, and art is almost like a, the, the wrong word for it because it's so interactive and 3D and more. But I'll ask, like, what's your hopes and dreams and vision for what success would be for you for this? Like, when you look back on this time and say, yep, you know, put a bunch of time into this, uh, what would success be for you with this project? 
For, for me, um, it's very much uh, a learning. So I'm very much fascinated in learning about this GLB file and, and how it can be used in the game. For me, success would be if someone uh, can do a collaboration with us and then we can actually see these homes being used in the game where people can wear them in a VR space, that would be the success for me. Nice. Um, I don't think I see Jin on the call here, but I think you have a fun time talking with Jin. If you haven't connected yet, I'll connect you directly to him. He's working on MetaLoot and doing some really cool 3D stuff in the same same general spirit. Conway, I think you want to Another jump idea to consider is um, Snapchat lenses. Lens Studio is a really good product. It's pretty easy to set something up. Like I know it's not quite as ambitious as seeing it in a game, but it is cool to see 3D assets like you know on your head, um, and it's usually a relatively quick process. Uh, cool. Thanks for that suggestion. <clears throat> Well, Marcel, uh, NFT projects are funny, uh, and you don't always have to look at it through the lens of mint counts or trading volume or anything. Uh, sometimes you can just look at it and just say, that is freaking cool, uh, and what you built is freaking cool, and I have a feeling that if loot thrives and grows, there will be a place for this in some way. Yeah, cool. I mean... Um... Our first homes are kind of uh, basic, right, but we're trying to get uh, those materials. And I've got, I guess, a lot of learning to do in Blender, which I haven't been using, but I've, I've seen some um, interesting material applications being done in Blender, and I've jumped onto some tutorials. So um, the future, at least, is looking a little bit more shiny. And, and we definitely are still keeping on making homes. It's not like it comes to a halt. It's just... A matter of uh, a process, yeah. It's going to take a while still to make all of the homes, but we are planning to make all of them. Awesome. Thank you for sharing today. Uh, I think, Hill, why don't you talk Eagle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, Tim. I noticed that I occasionally organize host on mic. You're talking about Genesis Squirrel. Uh, before I talk about Ego, I just want to, you know, I believe here for people who attend this community house, we're um, obviously we're getting excited about, about this. But, you know, for those who are in the future looking back into the recording of this town square, um, I gotta say, this is something that's never been done before in other NFT communities. Um, and also, I personally firmly believe that the storytelling is something that's what brings the experience of a truly immersive metaverse or games, however you call it, is the story that keeps us intrigued for decades, not only for you know days and months, you know. And then, <clears throat> and I think I personally made a tweet earlier saying that, you know, for for all those games focusing on having a good, you know, awesome graphics and good tokenomics, sometimes. Um, they only add up to a good story, and if you don't have a good, good enough story, people are not intrigued, and 
eventually something might just turn into a Ponzi. So, you know, the storytelling is definitely something I believe is the most important piece of the metaverse building block. And Loot is the only place I'm seeing people actually, you know, paying attention to it. So, um, so yeah, this is something definitely something super important and super exciting that, you know, I'm just generally getting excited by it. And, uh, yeah, probably I should talk about Ego now. So quick updates, just going to show a screen. Hope you guys can see it now. And, um, yeah, this is the, um, as previously shared, as probably shared in the transfer, I mean, two weeks ago, probably. Um, we're doing like a testing for this website's staking functionalities. And then you can probably see here that it's ended for now. And then we got quite decent feedback from the community. Um, as far as we're aware for now, the functionalities, the map, they all work quite well. And we do find some little mistakes when it comes to UI and you know, just front end tech stuff, you know. So, so we're going to fix that. And before we get properly launched, um, we're looking to do a community discipline audit. So we have already talked with auditing firms on you know, providing an audit for this um, adventure good staking contract. And however, just to be sure, um, we, want, we want people to actually test out the smart contract. You know, if you have the technical you know, capabilities and you have the time to dig into it, we really welcome you to do so. And for some reason, I think uh, Twitter decided to make one of the comments unavailable, but actually that's where I post the staking contract. If you click into this link, you'll find this is our staking contract on Rinkeby testnet. And if you go to just contract code, you can just see everything in here. This is what the team has been building for the past, I mean, months. And then, you know, really appreciate the team's huge effort from Jeremy and Mike and all the people out there putting effort to this smart contract. And we really wish that this thing will work out quite well and be a true enabler for the loot community. I mean, um, so for ACO, for now, we are sitting at a uh, market cap of around, you know, for now it's a little bit below 100 million, but we're just around that. So we plan to have 10% inflation the first year, so that will be $10 million basically available for other loot and end loot out there to pick up. So, I mean, with that huge economic influx, we imagine that will be a huge booster for the loot community and hopefully it will work as we intended. So, so this is our quick update. You know, if you have time, if you have the um, capabilities, go dig in there, check out the code, and help to make this thing safe, as safe as possible. And then together we can make the Roots ecosystem prosperous. I guess that's all from my side. And I'm happy to take any questions or you know comments and stuff. Yeah, you know, you like a, before. Oh, no, go ahead. Whoever's talking, sorry. Go for it. Um, I have a bit of like a noob question, um, but can you explain how uh, staking works in specifically uh, with the A-Gold stuff? Because it doesn't make uh, intuitive sense to me, um, and I'm sure other noobs as well. Staking is probably a little bit So what we're doing is called non-custodial staking. Um, basically, you know, probably just brief history about Ego. You know, Ego is this token that's airdropped to everyone, and then the community is coming together with you know tokenomics out of it to see what utility we can bring to Ego. And then 
initially people thought about governance token um, ultimately that didn't work out in the loot ecosystem. So we figure, why don't we put it into like an incentive token perspective? So for now, what ACOS staking means is that um, you, since this is non-custodial staking, it means that unlike traditional staking, the NFT never leave your wallet. So if you guys are familiar with Realm, the way Realms ask you to stake loot is that you put your loot out of your wallet and into the Realms staking contract. And then therefore you accumulate your staking reward however you are not able to use the loot to do anything else in the meantime. And then, however, what we want to do is to incentivize the usage or utility of loot bags or perhaps M-loot or other NFTs in the loot ecosystem in the future. So what non-custodial staking means is that you, so we have epochs, so it's like a weekly epoch. So every single week, you come to our website, you click sign, and then there will be a transaction popping up asking you to sign something. And then that will regard as, you know, as uh, evidence that you are holding this loot for now. And then every single week you come by and then um, obviously if you are holding the bag, obviously on the second week, um, the system will say, hey, well, you've been holding this bag for a week now and therefore we'll be giving this loot back some amount of gold. Um, the amount of gold you get per bag is determined by the um, amount of loot or loot bags that are staked or you know, signed for that week. And then the floor market cap of loot and loot. So we're trying to make this, you know, a fair way to distribute rewards according to the value of the NFTs in the loot, you know, ecosystem. So if something is more expensive, um, that's, uh, that, that NFT bag basically gets more A-gold in aggregate. And then, however, the specific amount of the bag you're getting depends on how many people stake their bags in that week. So hope that makes sense, but basically we're trying to incentivize people to hold their loot in their wallet rather than say, for example, you know, just probably dump on the market. But at the same time, um, when you have the loot in your hand, you don't have to sacrifice the utility for the reward you're getting. So basically we try to incentivize people, we're giving people universal basic income in a lot of sense. So, you know, you don't have to ask for unemployment benefits. Um, you, you just do whatever you want with the bag and then you get the money anyway. And then as long as you come back to Agle's website on a weekly basis, and this is a way we hope to obviously distribute economic benefits to all the bags out there, and also to create like an attention portal or attention revival mechanism to remind people on a weekly basis, hey man, you got, you know, some loot bags in your wallet. Come back to the loot ecosystem to play around, to find out what's new, to find out what's cool and interesting every single week. And you get economic rewards for that. So so basically that's the idea of a good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Hey Hill, what would be your dream for how people use that uh, A gold that they get from staking, which you call universal basic income? Obviously, it's fine if you don't have a point of view, but curious if you do have a point of view about what people should be yeah, using it for. That's, you know, this is something that's definitely super flexible. Um, I mean, since it's universal basic income, I imagine people will use A gold they get from non custodial staking, very similar to money or cash. So perhaps, you know, given so if you're developing a new game and you figure 
you know, you want to have some economic circulation in your ecosystem, in the tiny little game economics you're building. So you look at everyone who has a loot, you look into their wallet address, you do a, you know, wallet address analysis and you find out, oh, you know, this guy's got a gold in there. How about I support, you know, using a gold in the game? Or perhaps I support allowing them to stake a gold and get some, you know, higher tier weapon or, you know, the access to some special content. Um, Obviously, you know, anything you can do with cash is possible with A-Gold. And, you know, this is kind of the direction we're hoping you can take because, you know, only with economic benefits do we imagine people to actually use their loot bags. And then, you know, this is something that we used to encourage people to use their loot bags, not selling them. So as long as, you know, with the release of A-Gold, if, if we found out that, you know, people are doing more things with their loot bags and then, People are talking about a little more. People are coming back to the website, discovering new projects. Um, that would be like a pretty great result. So that's a big vision. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Um, I I actually have a question in that regard, John, um, for Egold. Uh, so, um, as a as a um, politics and economics major, and especially as someone from the underdeveloped dem demographics that um, that guys mentioned, I think UBI is a very bold and um, brilliant step forward. So, I would like to I would like to kind of know um, when you say UBI, do you mean? Proportional UBI, absolute UBI. Basically, um, are you is it is it going to be um, is it going to be as you say universal that uh, universal basic income for people um, people that uh, people that perhaps take take a gold or is it going to be kind of an absolute universal basic income thing where you ad address um, where you address discretionary income throughout throughout different demographics, um, in a in a relative way or, or kind of absolute way. How how is how is, um how are you guys gonna address UBI? I, I would like I would really like to know that because I'm very, very interested in that. Thank you. Thank you for your interest, obviously. And uh... Obviously, this is kind of slightly different from the universal basic income, you know, the governments around the world are experimenting or trying out. So when it comes to loot backs sense, um, the universal sense, um, the, the way we, the, what we mean by saying we are universal basic income is that we don't discriminate according to your loot bags. So you can have a divine role, you can have a katana. Um, if you stake, say for example, for one week, um, you will be getting the same staking rewards in that week, um, equal, which is equal to all the other loopbacks who stake for that week. So someone can have an absolute floor, the cheapest loot out there. They'll be getting the same amount of eagles if they stake in that week compared to someone who has a divine robot or a katana. And then, however, this is not universal to a sense that every single loot will get it because, you know, we want to use this as an encouragement for people to actually use their loot bags and then to pay attention to the loot, you know, loot verse. 
And then so if you just have your bag sitting in your wallet or cold wallet, you know, a lot of people do that. Um, if you just have your bag sleeping over there, you will not get any money. You need to, you know, basically get up, walk out of your door, go to the money station to collect your universal basic income. And then that's the only thing you have to do beyond that. There's no barrier of entry. There's no discrimination. And then, so so what we say by, you know, what we mean by saying universal basic income is, is that as long as you come here, you stake your bag for a week, um, everybody will be getting the same amounts. But if you don't stake here, you get zero. So, so you know, if only one people come here for one week and then they stake in that week, they'll be getting the, a lot of money for that weekend, you know. We, we believe that's kind of fair, you know, for people to pay attention to, to the loopers. And then, obviously, in another sense, the universal sense we want to include is that we want to incentivize the banks that, you know, basically make the universe an interesting place. So for now, we are for now we're open to loot and loot. But in the future, whenever we see some other loot banks or NFTs that are contributing, whose community are contributing to the universe, for example, I mean, Genesis Adventure is something whose community is super contributive to the loopverse, um, probably Genesis Adventure or Genesis Loot should be included in this game as well. And then, you, you know, as time goes by, the more bags we support, the more bags, the more NFTs will be getting the money. And then hopefully you'll enable the utility of those NFTs as well. All right, cool. Uh, that's definitely really cool. Thank you. Yeah, if you want to find out more information about our economic design, you can go to Build Forum. Um, it's like Adventure Build Improvement Proposal, so probably just search HIP over there. Um, you will see the in-depth design and discussion of the community. So if there's no more questions, I guess, thank you for listening and uh, yeah, appreciate any contribution to the auditing. Thank you. Co-host Andrew, you want to take the mic from here? Yeah, thanks for the update, Hill. Um, let's see. Who, oh, super cool. Super cool. What's up, Dylan? The new, we can't hear you. I see you're unmuted, but maybe you have the wrong audio source. Can you hear me now? There you go. Can hear you. Okay. Bingo. Did I disconnect for a little bit? Are we up? We up. Cool. Let me just share my screen. Sorry, my Discord has been acting very slow. Can you guys still hear me? Yes. All right. Sorry, I'm trying to share my screen and it won't. All right, well, I'll just chat. And we'll see if my screen share ever starts working. Uh, so we had the trait bags launched two weeks ago, and last week the Generation Zero of trait bags closed. 
If you're unfamiliar with trait bags, they're an on-chain character creator to create your own loot adventure, like a hunter, a mage, or a warrior. And we've been thinking of them of, they serve two parts. One is you can come and create a character uh, from scratch uh, in case you want to sort of design your own character. And the second part that we found very interesting about them is we've been viewing them as story seeds. So when I come and look at a character, I just had one pulled up here. For example, they have a vendetta with the candlestick maker. And to me, it's very evocative and interesting of what is this character's relationship to this other candlestick maker? Who is the candlestick maker? Um, that kind of thing. So with our Generation Zero of Trait Bags closing, we're donating the remainder, which is 55 Trait Bags, to the Open Quill program uh, to do with as they wish. They could be story seeds for someone that wants to take a character and uh, run with it and tell a little story about that character, or they could plop somebody in as an extra in a story that they're making. So we just need to do a little smart contract change first for us to be able to um, mint these remaining ones and generate them and send them over to the Open Quill wallet. And the other thing that I want to mention is we're working on Generation 1, and for Generation 1, we're having a lot of the loot community members create traits, um, which can get added to your trait bag. And whenever somebody's trait gets included in a bag, the author of that trait earns some of the mint revenue for that bag. We've already had, I think, maybe five or six people write up a bunch of really fun traits for the next generation. And we're also going to be adding a bunch of the realms as origins. So when you create a character, you can specify where are they from in the loot universe. And these realms traits will be claimable by the respective realms holders. Um, so when their realm, when somebody comes into the trait bag app and they create a character inside a realm, that realm holder gets some of the mint revenue from that. So, um, yeah, we're, we're really excited. I mean, the first part is we're just really excited to be able to donate some some NFTs that we think are very fun little story seeds to the Open Quill program. We're super passionate about the Open Quill program as well. And the second thing is just if you are interested in learning more about Generation 1 or creating traits that are part of Generation 1, uh, please reach out to me on Discord. And that's all I have. I don't know, my screen share never started working. I think my internet's acting up. Awesome. Thanks, Danube. And and if you go onto the um to to the super cool site, uh, and the oh what's it what's it called? The Pixley generator. Um, oh yeah. I just I added two I added two templates last week, or I guess yesterday yeah, so, I added. Yeah, so we also have Pixly, which is uh, on-chain pixel art, uh, where you can draw your own on-chain whatever. Uh, but uh, Andrew added a couple uh, inns and taverns templates. Uh, I wish I could show them here. I'll drop a link to them. But with this, uh, you could come in and you could draw the 
the uh, sign for like the Drunken Demon Tavern, for example, or just making up little fun shops and stores in the loot universe. So um, <laughs> yeah, you can check those out as well. And, and that it's inspired, I don't know if you saw this, um, uh, Three Boy have jumped in or quote tweeted and said something about, I think it is, I don't know if you've been talking with him or what, but... Um, I, I have talked with Three Wave. Um, okay. We're sort of ex- we're exploring letting people, like, decorate or add objects and things and... Uh, Into their... Describe their crypts and crypts caverns. And caverns. Yeah. So, like, one thing we talked about is, like, the crypts and caverns have some metadata for them, but can we attach other metadata? Like, this crypt is, like, a mossy haunted crypt. And here is a, a bucket of treasure that the goblins stole and brought into their crypt. So that's something in the pipeline of uh, being able to, uh, I don't know, just create these items and create these characters and then plug them into the other things in the loot universe, like plug characters into realms, populate a crypt with, you know, some stolen goods, uh, stuff like that. I love it. Yeah, sorry I couldn't share my screen. I don't know what's going on. I wish I could because there's some fun little visuals, but I'll drop links in the chat. All right. I don't think, um, thanks. Thanks again for sharing. Um, super cool. Um, I don't think we had anything else really on the agenda. Tim shall, I know we have another call to get to here, but, um, um, maybe we can, you know, we were going to maybe talk about, um, two kind of more kind of broader loot housekeeping things. Um, just general feedback on, anything really on these, um, you know, how these loot town squares are, are run and shared, um, you know, how the Twitter, Twitter account is used, any, any, or, you know, discord management, discord setup, any sort of feedback on those things, um, you know, we're open to, and we're looking for, um, and so, yeah, I would just say, um, I don't know if you have anything right now, then, then shoot. But uh, definitely, like, um, you know, share that feedback either in the general channel or in direct messages. Um, and the other thing I want to call out is the um, the uh, quest board. Um, if you go, let's see. If you look in our um, outposts, right under postings, there's a quest board created by Max. Um, and uh, yeah, there's only a, there's only a few a few things in there, but this is basically a job board where um, your uh, you know if you're looking for help or support for your project and you need some um, you know you need you're looking for someone in the Loopverse to to help you out. This is where you can go post um, post the job, post the job description, and maybe a reward. Um, in there. So I just want to call, um, call attention to that. Um, anything else, Tim, show you wanted to say about, um, uh, no, I think we're going to have an hour here. We can wrap it. Uh, 
that we still do have like 20 people. If anyone else wants to present anything, feel free. I think I have to go here in a second, so does Andrew for something else. Um, but that was a great call today, really diverse cross-loop uh, burst presentations. Um, it's really cool to see it. I don't know, anybody else want to chime in, present? That's obviously open mic. Thanks. Thanks for letting me present today. Yeah, Marcel, really cool stuff. Thank you for diving into that. Yeah, cool to hear everybody uh, present today. And yeah, to be here. Thanks. Work looks splendid. Sorry, I couldn't hear that. I was just saying, my work looks super landed. <laughs> Thanks. It looks beautiful. I think let's rock and roll. All right, cool. Uh, thank you for everybody here. Like I started with, thanks for the energy and the participation in this crazy experiment. And if you're listening to this later, most of our DMs are open too, so hit us up if you want to help participate. If you're looking for an entry point, the Loot Discord is wide open, um, and almost every channel is open for everyone to read. And uh, you know, Whether you're a loot M Loot owner or OG Loot or Genesis Loot or Loot Verse items, the, the whole Discord's we have a loot verse discord now um, so please jump in and ends up being a jumping off point to to a bunch of different projects going on so if somehow you're hearing this but also don't know anything about what's going on with loot and you're curious discord is the best place to go uh, but obviously the website lootproject.com loot.foundation which is our um, guidebook for the loot verse community created guidebook uh, but yeah again discord is just a nice place and super welcoming community uh, and really diverse, active community across the board here. Awesome. If you have any final words for us, Andrew, give us your like podcast outro. Oh my gosh, do I, do I, I think I usually say that's, that's all. Let's end it. But um, yeah, yeah. Just echo, I'll just say echoing Tim Shell, you know, as always impressed with, um, with the work y'all are doing and the, um, you know, it's very inspiring to see all this creative work um, and energy going into the loop first. So I just, I, I am, um, I am grateful that I get to like, you know, just hang out and, and talk about this stuff with y'all every week. Um, and with that, let's call it. Thanks everyone. <laughs>